0: But,
1: um, you know, I try to make
0: it. Nice. How long will be here this time?
1: Uh, five days.
0: Oh. Yeah. Has L.A. changed since he was last year?
1: Let's see, he moved here, I think it was 2003. Yeah, he's trying to move back. I've been infiltrating his mind with things that kind of speak to him. Like, hey, like, look at your taxes here and blah, blah, blah different things, you know, that are affecting, like, his livelihood, and he's starting to see it, he's like, yeah, I'm going
0: to do that. Like, and does it doesn't look different to you from the last time you were here? You you came here in 2019, right?
1: Oh, you mean L.A. or just this place?
0: L.A. Oh. It looked the same? Pretty much. Right? Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Crazy roads. Okay. Right. I mean, yeah. So, Jesse,
0: good morning. Good morning.
3: What happened? Good morning. Welcome to church. Good morning. Please, no cell phones and no food or drinks. If You know, put the cell phones on silent. Please. And... um, bathroom is out this door to the left everyone knows um, and it is a fellowship so we'll be you know, giving the mic but we'll keep it around right here you know distance <laughs> um, yeah no, no wailing around um, and uh, oh and yeah if you want to move up I know you like that spot but you know, if you want to move up um, and yeah and that's all Take
4: it
3: away. Thank you. Amazing. Yeah, I need the clouds, thank you.
4: (laughs) Yes.
0: So you draw into the same spot every Sunday? Are you tired? <laughs> Good morning, welcome to church. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. You can get involved by going to our YouTube chat line and uh he will uh, let me know your questions or comments and I'll be able to respond accordingly. quarterly. All right. So thank you. Uh thank you all. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. How y'all? Good. How was your birthday thing? It was fine. You went to Disneyland. We went
5: to the
0: Knott's Berry Farm. Knott's Berry Farm. Knott's Berry Farm. Did y'all get in a fight? No. Uh, the
5: police were there. There, uh, there was police presence, but they were like over in the corner, just waiting.
0: Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. good. Well, happy birthday. Thank you. Um, the one thing I want to mention as we're getting started here is that. Um, there's a lot going on in the country today, and a lot of people are angry, and, and they walk into the traps, into traps they don't realize it. Uh, I talked about this on my radio show, that there's a lot of talk about a civil war. We're going to have a civil war. We're going to start a war. And then it's being reported that some guy went into the, uh, tried to uh, get into the FBI building or something down in Ohio. And he's dead now. But um, you don't want a civil war, really. Uh, I would let go of the anger because you're angry and you don't see that you're walking into a trap. If you really overcome the anger, it wouldn't make sense if you were told to, you know, the government is so bad and the government is bad, but a civil war is not the answer. It's really not. And there are better ways to do this, to resolve these issues, without that. And you're being set up. They want to make you angry so that you would do something crazy. And when you do something crazy, then they're going to take away your freedom. They're going to lock you away. Uh, that's the whole setup. That's one of the reasons they keep doing this mad stuff over and over and over again, because they need a reaction from you. And so I want to warn you, you do not want a civil war. There's no logic. Just think about it. How are you going to win a civil war? It doesn't even make sense. You can't win. This is not like when uh, Thomas Paine and all the people around. (laughs) You can't win a civil war. I don't even know... We don't even have enough, there's not enough men in the country strong enough, enough or wise enough to even fight a civil war. Just think about that. You can't even take care of yourself. Men are so weak today. How are you going to have a civil war? It's crazy, all right? <clears throat> so I want to warn you, do what you want, of course. Don't be putting that on the Internet or anywhere because they're looking for reasons to lock you up. They're looking for reasons. And when you're angry, anger blocks the mind. It takes away your common sense, and it causes you not to realize what you're doing. So you really need to put away that idea, and don't put it on the net, because I'm thinking about when they in the, when they had other rallies, and people being locked up for that. All right? So don't put that on the internet or anywhere, because it's a crazy idea. And you're giving the authorities reason to go after you. And they'll use it. They'll say that, oh, you're threatening violence. You're doing this. You're threatening the government and blah, blah, blah. There are ways to settle these issues. Go get involved. Men, you should run for office. If you're that ticked off, run for school board members, city council, police chief, or police something. Um... Whatever, local and federal and state uh, positions. And then you get involved with the government. You get involved, you're able to make decisions that are good or best than what we're getting. So I would warn you, do not, I wouldn't do it. That's not the answer. They did a civil war years ago. That was the answer then. That's not the answer now. They want you mad they want you out of control. They want you frustrated so they can lock you up. All right, But it's up to you, but you're making a mistake. You're walking right in the, in the hands of the enemies and don't see it. And that's why anger dies. It blinds you and you can't see what you're doing. So just smoke on it. It's up to you. Uh, I hope none of you are doing that. What do what you think about that? Did you know people are calling for a civil war? Uh,
2: yeah, I have seen the, the, the media's talking points throwing it out there.
0: And what uh, do you think about it?
2: Uh, as everything else, they they, they they soak it all in. I mean, they accept everything that's told. For example, whatever the media says.
0: But what do you think about there are people other than the media? Media kind of the media is responding to what the people are saying.
2: Yeah, it's just like, like you say, it's a setup.
0: It is a setup. Yeah. It's a total setup.
2: I mean, we're not in this, we're not in, this, in the 1776 era where we have to fight. We, we have common sense, knowledge, and we could talk everything out. There's no, but again, you'd have to let go of the anger of both parties, you know, both individuals.
0: Right, because they want us fighting. Yeah. They're pushing, that's why they're pushing the, the religion of anger. They want us angry. They want us fighting, and then they'll take control of us.
2: Yeah, you know what, and I was watching, a, well, I wasn't watching, my nephew was watching a, that movie 42, Jackie Robinson, he was, a, I guess, the first black or whatever, but uh, right when I walked by, I saw the scene where uh, he's batting, and uh, they're calling him the N-word, they're, they're doing all these things, and um, he's just taking it, he don't yeah, respond. Yeah, because in the
0: good old days, people didn't care about what you call them, Yeah. This <laughs> yeah. this stone may break my bone, but words would never harm me. And that's gone now,
2: too. Yeah, and it showed that when you don't have anger, you don't respond to the, the petty stuff, yeah. you overcome it. You do. You overcome it, and um, even though he had a little breakdown, in, but behind the scenes, you right. know, between right. him himself and nobody else. And then he went back out and overcame. But even that, like, th- during the most, you know, I guess racist times, you want to say in history or whatever, um, they still had respect for one another, yeah, regardless of their position of what, how they felt in the culture and the society yeah um,
0: because they understood that it was a spirit about them, yeah, and, and they knew that there were evil people and they were decent people
2: and then when 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 um the evilness would come out of these people, like you know calling them derogatory names or whatever that the common folk would recognize that and and uh resonate with with God or with the person taking all those names and you know the yeah. madness, and then it would it would help everybody else kind of stand up and kind of speak up for what's right. Absolutely. So I was like, man, that's kind of what's going on right now. Is that, you know, people were speaking up and they were, you know, demonized as crazy, and now everything's playing now how it how it how we've been saying, and again, people are anchor, don't want to see it, they just don't want to overcome, they yeah. don't want to go through that process of going through the name Connor or whatever. It's, just, it's kind and of the con, same it
0: just, yeah, it's so encouraged, and you got to overcome anger. You just got to. You don't have to. You can suffer in your hell. You can suffer in your misery. Or you can overcome anger. It's up to you. You don't have to be angry. You were not created to be angry. Anger is an abnormal life. It's an abnormal life. You do not have to be angry. Yes, sir.
6: I, I notice uh, over the years, um, it seems like everything... Churches are even talking, getting the people angry with racism. All of the politicians, uh, they're they're just agitating. Uh, the media, they're just agitating and tempting people. And when when I, I went through this, when I was in my my when I was in my early twenties, I kind of kind of went off a little bit, and I had to I had to pull away. Not even watch any TV, no news, no nothing of yeah. that because they're just, they're just night and day tempting people to be angry and emotional and off and you know, irrational. And uh, it's, it's like uh, I mean they're doing it on purpose. They're doing it on purpose. Even the we, churches.
0: I don't you know. think we've ever had uh, a religion of anger as we do now in this country because I remember it used to be about love we knew love and hate, but love was being taught not hate, and now hate is deliberately being taught in the schools yeah. Yeah. with the kids and everywhere it, yeah. it's crazy
6: anger anger is is a is a flame, and you know once once it gets started it's really hard to put out you know it's just it was just we had it back then, we had the crazies back then, but it was moderated people just didn't they didn't automatically have this hatred now it's automatic even my family members you know i I hear them talk and it's like and i and i know i can't convince them and so i just have to kind of uh you know i have to tiptoe tiptoe politely and just go around it because
0: they're crazy yeah it's insane you don't want to be angry folks you, you're walking into a trap. You're doing exactly what they want you to do because you're in your head thinking that it's the right thing. So I would advise you to wake up, wake up, wake up before it's too late. We don't, you don't want a civil war. There should not be a civil war. There's no need for a civil war. And don't tell yourself that you can't get involved with politics. You can don't, tell you, don't let the devil tell you that you can't win. You don't know that. Because when you said beforehand, you're defeating your own self. Oh, I would run, but I can't win. You don't know that. Give it a try. Give it a try. And if you don't win the first time, you may win the second time. But don't give up. But we need men to run, get involved rather than getting angry and talk about a, a dumb civil war. That's so stupid. I can't even believe that you even think. Well, I understand how things work. Yes, it it, is insane. All right? But anyway, I would drop that idea. Yes? If what you're
7: saying is half right, then I I believe that the devil is tempting all of us to become slaves to anger. And if that... uh, and I believe that's why. Uh, why in many cases people would rather commit suicide or take take out on their na- neighbor, like the like the woman who barrel, uh, barrel her car uh, car down intersections, killing six people. They uh, would rather take uh, take it out on somebody uh, somebody weaker than uh, than face their own anger.
0: Yeah, I don't know if they would rather do it. It's just that they can't see what they're doing. Because a lot of people are getting drunk now. They're running away from it. rather than. And you are right. It's harder facing what's wrong with you than it is somebody else. So you have a good point about that. Just but one more
7: point what I want to make. There was an old saying. I and
0: drunk and everything. So they're trying to run away from it, um, not realize they're getting deeper into it.
4: Go ahead.
7: Okay. There was one more point I want to make. There was an old saying. I, heard, I forgot who said it. But it went like this. The only person that is truly responsible for slavery is the slave. And that is something we better better be aware of.
0: Nice. Amazing. So, anyway, wake up before it's too late. You don't want a civil war. Don't even have that conversation. And do not put your name out there saying you want a civil war. They'll use that against you. They're going to say you're threatening the FBI, you're threatening the Department of Justice. They're gonna use that against you. Have you learned what the? (laughs) No civil war. You cannot win a civil war, and that's what they want you to do, folks. But do what you want. Um, Any questions about anything? Yes, sir.
8: So Jesse, good to see you again. You too. It's been a little while. (laughs) Um, I've been watching you for about a year or so, maybe a little longer. And um I've watched like a lot of the uh church episodes, a lot of the um even your like early nineties, like you know, when you had that T V uh, show, even yeah. you know, I watched a lot of those. And um I just wanna ask like how do you feel about or what are your thoughts, I guess, about Martin Luther King?
9: Because
8: Luther Yeah, because for a long time I've been uh, listening to you and you kinda put him as highly regarded, you know, as you know, a black man, you know, he I think personally he was you know a good black man for the for the um black people you know he uh was all about character you know not about color you know and guys like Booker T Washington and um guys like that so and i think it was about maybe 2 or 3 weeks ago i was listening to a um a show in the morning your regular show yeah and i think you had mentioned like he was not a radical but you kind of considered him as one of the bad blacks, you know, um, with the um, civil rights movement, you know, with Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton and all of them. So I just want to ask if you, you know, change your opinion, you know, about him a little bit.
0: Um, before I respond to that, give me one thing good that he did for the blacks.
8: I mean, to be honest, I just think he, I don't know, I guess more on, he was more on you know, contents of your character. It doesn't matter your color. Right. You know, and I yeah. think guys like him and Booker T. Washington and um, there's was another one, I can't remember, but I think guys like that were really more of a good example of how, you know, blacks should be. You know, I think...
0: But are you able to give me one good thing he did for the black soul?
8: I mean, um, I mean, I guess the protests he did in Alabama, you know, like the whole walk thing, I think...
0: What did came from that? um, It's not on. I'm just wanting you to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
8: I mean, I don't know. I I read uh, he was a Republican, so I guess maybe that's a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) But
0: uh, well, it's a good question. Um, Apparently, he was a a socialist. I don't know what percentage he started out that way. But I know uh, that I remember seeing when he, he agreed with uh, uh, Lyndon B. Johnson, I believe it was Lyndon B. Johnson, about the welfare bill and all that kind of stuff where they separated the family and uh, blacks were able to get a government check, but they couldn't have uh, the,
8: father in the, the
0: father in the home. There could be no man in the home. And so he agreed to that. And then they brought, uh, they encouraged the blacks to become more Democrat-like, because most blacks were Republicans then. And um, I don't see in the so-called civil rights movement, it has done nothing good for the blacks. They have gotten worse instead of better, because prior to that, black people were taught to be independent, don't have a physical leader, work, treat everybody the way you like to be treated, Love your enemy. And there were a lot of older black people who didn't accept Mother King either. And at the time, I didn't understand why, because I was young, I wouldn't care, you know. Um, we even pro- I remember we went to one of the little rallies they had, and we protested. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just going along with it, thinking I'm doing the right thing. But there are a lot of older blacks who were against Martin Luther King and that whole thing they were doing. I now understand why, because it wasn't, it was divided. It wasn't helping. And the blacks have not, not all, not all, at all, of course, but, but most, the blacks have not returned to individuality yet. And that's been over 50, 60 years ago, where before they were more individual uh, and thinking and the way they did things and they... Uh, We're not relying on the welfare or anyone to think for them and stuff like that. But that's gone for the most part. And, And the last thing the blacks feel like doing today is thinking for themselves. They were not even into the color thing. They were into treating people right, as I said, working hard, having a family, those that wanted a family. But it just wasn't into the color thing. That was brought to the Blacks' attention by the so-called civil rights leaders. The Blacks would sit around one day and say, oh, I'm Black. I can't make it. Lord have mercy. I'm a housekeeper. I'm tired of being a housekeeper. They were glad to be going to work. They did the work that was there. That's why Booker T. Washington said during the, the, the emancipation time that the Blacks should not leave the South because they ran the South. They were talented. Yeah. They were hardworking, and if the whites and the blacks had come together and put the two talents together, the South would be amazing today. Because the blacks knew how to farm, they knew how to build, they knew how to you know they knew everything. But they, uh, they moved up north, up north with uh, the stupid liberal leaders up there, and uh, they have only gotten they lost their independence instead of gaining freedom. And so that would because of the misleading of the so-called civil And one other quick thing is that they are... Uh, I remember when they signed the bill to give their welfare, even though I was young, I thought to myself, I want no welfare. That don't, it didn't sound right to me. You know what I'm saying? even, And nobody had told me welfare was bad. It just didn't sound right. And then... Uh, they put those guys over them as leaders, and it's just been downhill. Well, Blacks love leaders. They'll kill you before they give up a leader. Yeah. You say, "Don't have a leader. You don't need a leader. I do need a leader. I'm black."
8: Would you uh? Would you consider, I guess, Malcolm X a radical? Because I think, I think I consider him a, a radical, but like he. I think he did one good thing was to talk um, against, you know, and bad against the nation of Islam, you know, and kind of expose what they were.
0: He had a change of heart when he finally yeah. went to Mecca and realized yeah. that there were all colors there. Yeah. Because here in the state, in, yeah, in this country, he was under the impression that white people, and black people didn't get along because he'd been lied to. But once he went to Mecca, he realized that that wasn't true. And so he had a change of heart, and you can't hold it against a man when he has a change of heart. And so he was able to see that it wasn't true. Not
8: yeah. All right. Well, thanks.
0: Yeah. Amazing question,
10: but yes. Do you mind if I add something to the MLK thing? Yeah. Just because we had Chad Jackson on the Fallen State, right. Uncle Tom too. Really good Matter info. Matter
0: of fact, if you want to know more about this this whole civil rights movement mess. Um, Uncle Tom is coming out Uncle Tom 2 So you can go to Uncle Tom Dot com and, and click onto JLP And you get 30% off Of the uh, documentary You're going to learn more and more about it It's amazing They're trying to wake you up folks You got to wake up Yes the You don't have, have to wake up You can suffer and die Or you can wake up Okay
10: Even the I Have a Dream speech that they point to, it's like, oh, the I Have a Dream speech, it's it's all about the content of the character, the heart. But even the I Have a Dream speech, actually read it over. He's like, but 100 years later, the Negro is still not free. And what Chad Jackson said, one thing he said that stuck with me is that MLK is just a, uh, a Jesse Jackson, Sharpton, they're just continuations of MLK. Yeah. They're the logical conclusion of MLK. And they're training the young people to carry
0: on even after they're gone. What a mess. So you need to start thinking for yourself, folks. Really, you need to think for yourself. The the biblical question, what was the biblical question this week?
11: I don't know. I'm going to sneeze, sorry.
0: Uh, Anybody know what the biblical question was for this week? Right here. What was the biblical question this week? Do you fear evil? And the answer is for you. Do you fear evil?
5: Absolutely not.
0: You don't fear evil? No. And why not?
5: Because um, I returned to the Father and he's changed my heart. Um, I no longer live in my imagination and fearing evil. I mean, fear is in the imagination. So I don't believe into the thoughts. I don't live in my imagination anymore. And fear is in the imagination And And I don't hate it. I don't have the anger anymore.
0: And so what does evil look like inside Um, of you?
5: Inside of me, anger.
0: It looked like anger?
5: anger. uh Uh-huh. Anger, hate, resentment.
0: And you don't have any of that? Mm
5: -mm.
0: Amazing. Do you feel evil? No. You don't? No. And all these tough people, (laughs) these observers, What uh, and and why not?
9: Um, I can. The best way I can describe it, it's like um, I don't look away from it anymore. The way I thought about it was like you know when you're a kid and you're afraid of the dark, you kind of turn off the lights and you don't look behind you. You run away from the room. (laughs) You go back into the light somewhere where you feel safe. Now I feel like I can look at it. I can see it and because i recognized when i was first waking up that i had evil within me i knew it was something to overcome it wasn't something to be afraid of this evil thing that was in me it was something that i had and so to so
0: what look at. does it look like or did it look like inside of you
9: um, evil looked like just a lot of fear a lot of a lot of fear and um worry and anger
0: and, and what? And
9: anger and worry and, oh, and fear. You
0: have none of that now? No. You never fear, you never have anger, you never worry? No. Oh, okay. And did you know that that was evil? Yeah. You, you, I,
9: it felt like this this dark thing that was in me, I knew it wasn't supposed to be there. I knew this thing in me wasn't right. It was evil, it was wicked. And the the fact that I can see that in myself was um, enough for me.
0: Oh, Okay. Amazing. How about you? Do you fear
1: evil? Well, in a a simple answer, I mean, no. You do what now? In a simple answer, no, you shouldn't. I mean, fear is what? Fear of the unknown. I mean, fear of evil. Most people really don't know what evil is. I mean, I don't say necessarily do, but if you, you know, Satan is there. So if you believe that, that would be evil, right? I believe that. And then the tools, whatever he uses against you. So if you're aware of those, you shouldn't be fear of the unknown because you're aware of them. So like anger is a tool Satan uses against you. Lies, sexual depravity, whatever it may be, but the list could be on. If you're aware of them, you shouldn't be fearful of them. So you don't fear evil? But there are a lot of things you could be... Fearful of like maybe the future or unknown or I don't know, um, but in a simple word, no. Because I know where they are and I, I know what they are and I know where they stem from.
0: And so, what does it look like inside of you? As far as evil, evil in me. Do you have an evil in you?
1: Ah, hmm. Well, uh, it's an imperfect world, so I would believe to a certain degree. Um, but I believe I'm pretty I mean you can always improve on yourself but I think I'm very much at peace I mean you ask me here in LA if anything's changed nothing's changed in the sense I see a lot of anger and all over the streets people giving each other gestures honking at each other cut them off like back home like yeah I don't see that so much but I wouldn't do that neither because I'm at peace, like, I couldn't, like, sleep at night if I wasn't treating people like I would want to be treated. To me, that's, like, evil. Like, evil all over the streets, like... And so yeah.
0: you have no evil in you at all?
1: I I don't believe so. I'm not going to go to those extents to 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 omit what would be evil under the terms of, you know, what Satan omits, if that okay. makes sense. So... I wouldn't I wouldn't do that willingly, maybe unwillingly, I don't you know, depending on, you know, what those alignment of circumstances are if that makes sense.
0: Hold the mic up a little bit.
1: Oh, I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, you no. said what did you say?
1: I, I would say no.
0: What was the last thing you said when the mic went down right like this?
1: Um I don't think I would willingly. So
0: you were willing to have evil inside? No,
1: I said I wouldn't willingly omit evil. So you were. I wouldn't. I I would say I would not have evil in me. Okay. You know what I mean? Interesting.
0: Nice. Do you feel evil? Me?
8: Uh, no.
0: You don't, and why not?
8: Um, I guess because. I don't know, I I used to fear evil a lot because it influences, you know, like, in a sense that, like, you can almost see it in everybody, but I think once you, like, see it in yourself, you just kind of, like, you know, like, the anger, the judgment, you know, and stuff like that, uh, it just kind of is, like, you know, I don't have a right to, you know, fear it because I've had it, so let me just, I don't know, I guess, uh... Not fear it and take it on, you know.
0: And, and how would you, how do you take it on?
8: Mm, I don't know. Just you know, not be afraid. You know, not just be afraid. walk tall. You know, and be confident.
0: Do you ever feel shy or nervous?
8: Uh, sometimes it just just depends, I guess, like on, the circumstance. On what? Um, I don't know. I'm kind of an introvert. So sometimes like um, like sometimes I may have not the right words to say or something like that. I don't know.
0: And so if you didn't have the right words to say, you would feel nervous or shy.
8: I mean, kind of. But if you know, when that happens, I usually just don't say anything
0: you don't say anything. Yeah. Oh, okay. And but but you feel nervous or shy?
8: Like 2%.
0: Oh, <laughs> amazing. Okay. Do you feel evil? Yes. And and why do you fear it? I realized
6: uh recently uh it's because uh I don't love God.
0: You don't love God? Yes and what does that mean
6: well I mean there's a verse in the bible you should love him with all your heart soul and might and if, if there is no love f- for your creator in your heart then everything else is filled. it fills itself in with fear with Satan so,
0: and, and so you fear evil because you don't love God yes um, and who told you that I that you didn't I, love God.
6: This is my opinion, this is my belief. Oh, I, uh, I I just heard somebody talk about um the person had fear and the person said, you know, what should I do about this fear that I have? Uh I have cuz he had some challenges that he had to go through that were, you know, like death was was right there and he was afraid of, afraid of it and so He's uh, the, the person that was talking to him said, you need to modify your your fear by the amount of love you have for God. Has, you have to moderate it. The more love you have, the less fear that you're going to experience.
0: Uh, so that's why you you believe you don't love God.
6: I, I, I looked at myself and I saw that that I had been raised. I've been raised Catholic and being raised Catholic. You don't. You don't even. You worship Mary, or you pray to Mary, and you, you uh, pray just a little bit to Jesus, but you don't even mention God. You don't even.
0: Well, how do you? I mean, what does it mean to love God? How do you know if you love God or not?
6: That's another thing. I I don't know how to love God. Oh. I've never, you know, I've never sat down and prayed to my father in heaven, you know, other than that, I've, that's the only thing that I've done. So I have to ask God to to show me how to love him and and pray to him because I don't know.
0: So you say you have sat down and prayed to your God in heaven? Did you say that? Yes. You say you've never done it. Oh, yeah.
6: I've never s- sat down, hey, Father God in heaven, I, you know, I love you. Or You've
0: never done that? No. And
6: why not? I didn't know that I needed to do that. I thought that praying to Jesus was enough, and oh, I see. And, and praying to Mary was enough, and I never really thought about it.
0: So, what does it feel like to have fear? To be to fear evil?
6: Having fear is uh, anxiety. Having anxiety about the world, your job. Your car, oh, I see. Your, your house, you know, somebody's going to come and get you. You got to <laughs> fight them. What if, a mess. Fear is endless. There is no, there, it's a bottomless pit that when you're thrown in, there's no, you're, not, you're never going to hit the bottom. Amazing. But, but if you love your father in heaven, then there's, there's comfort. and.
0: How do you know that if you never had it?
6: I've had glimpses of it. I remember going through some situations, and once I stopped and and I just said a prayer or said or just mentioned Jesus, it stopped at that point and and the pain and fear went away. so I know that there is something there
0: oh, okay now you you fear evil
10: uh, n- no,
0: wow, nobody fear evil? <laughs> huh? All you the observers? <laughs> But uh did have you did you fear evil before you became an observer?
10: <laughs> um, <laughs> sure. Yes. And and why did you fear it then? Because um I didn't know that I just didn't know that uh whatever it is that you're feeling if you just did it anyways that things would work out. But here's the thing though, one thing I don't really... I don't know if people have said this, but I don't, um, I feel stuff. Like, it stirs, like, here's what it is. I don't have anxiety about my job. I don't have anxieties about the future. I don't have anxieties that most people have. I really don't. But the other day, I saw someone someone on the street that I knew, and, well, they came up to me, and this person, I knew that if I saw them, there's something I wanted to say to them. And I saw them, I was was surprised when they found me on the street like that. And so I, were you drunk? No, I wasn't. Oh. And, so I, I'm, and so I was. I was like cool. And so I began to say what I wanted to say to them. And inside, I could feel like a stirring, like uh, I know, yeah. like a like, you know, like an like a stirring.
0: Right.
10: Like, like I know that I wanted to say this to this person, but I'm feeling stuff, right? But I did it anyways. I went through. Who knows what they thought of me? But whatever. I think that's not fearing evil, but I feel stuff. So I suspect that that feeling. May come from a, some form of fear.
0: May come from what?
10: A form of fear. Speak from your chest. A form of fear, oh. yeah.
0: Oh, that stir?
10: Right. Oh, okay. A fearing of evil in a sense. Nice. But I, I just don't let that stop me. Okay. So that's where I'm at.
0: Interesting point. How about you, Hassan? You fear evil? No, sir. You don't? No. Have you ever feared evil? No. And why not?
3: I guess I always knew, and you really confirmed it, that when you're with God, because Jesus already defeated the devil, he already defeated death, with God, the love will always uh, win over the evil. So you've always been with God?
0: Yeah. Even before you heard a bond or anything? Yeah. Why do you look like you're lying? Why are you looking that way? You've never had fear or anything. No. And so you've always been with God. Yes. What's that light to have always been with him? I guess... Courageous. Crazy? Courageous. Oh, well, I thought you said crazy. <laughs> and crazy. <laughs> and bit crazy. Crazy love we God. Amazing. Okay. How about you, sir? You fear evil? No, I
4: don't.
0: You don't, you say? I don't, no. And, and what does it mean to fear evil?
4: What does it mean? Uh, I don't know. I don't relate to so you've never feared evil? I did on Monday when you asked the question, yeah. Because uh just the word itself it you're supposed to fear it, right? Uh evil? Evil,
0: right. Well you're not supposed to. And and so so you have never experienced evil inside of you? Oh yeah. And what did that feel
4: like? Uh, just negative, something you're not supposed to feel like abnormal, like you said, uh like a religion of hate earlier. Uh, I and mean, you're not supposed to feel that? And you don't
0: feel any of those things?
4: No, I think uh no I think we've been like immune to that. You became immune to it? Yeah, like we've processed evil and it's and I think everyone it's inoculated with it. So it's only active when you uh, participate in those evil thoughts. Oh, okay. But I think the evil is inside everyone.
0: You think it is inside of everyone? Yeah. Yeah. So is it inside of you? Yeah. Uh, and and how do you know it's there?
4: Because I've experienced it before.
0: Oh, you have? Yeah. And what did it feel like then? Uh, when you
4: experienced it? It felt like uh, anger and um you know, depression, bad thoughts, you know, other abnormal thoughts. Yeah.
0: Uh, and so you don't get angry at all anymore?
4: I do, but I just you know, try to let it pass.
0: Oh, I see. So you do get angry, you just don't, fear it. Yeah, oh, don't fear it. Yeah.
4: You just deal with it. Yeah.
0: Oh okay. Interesting. The one thing uh uh I want you to know uh signs of evil, right? If you're shy, if you feel insecure, if you look on the outside for the answers to life, if you are groupie, uh, if you put someone else over you, um, if you're afraid, and a lot of people are afraid, everybody afraid, um, until they overcome, they do have that fear. Those are signs of evil. And the proof that you're afraid of it and that you won't face it. You'll run away from it. As Nick was saying, you try to avoid a situation rather than, even though you feel that fear on the inside or shakiness or something on the inside, and if you go away from it, rather than staring at it and deal with it, you're doing it because you fear it. You feel like you and Sound like you, you think you're going to die, but that's what it means when you make an opinion about it. If you call it good or bad, you're, you're worshiping evil because you fear evil. You fear to deal with it. You really, really do. And it comes in all kinds of shapes and forms. And the reason I know this is because I had to overcome it and still working on overcoming, but I've talked to people and they're around the world and their primary issue is not wanting to face evil. There is no way around evil. You, that's where you have to be still, do the prayer, so the light can shine on, on the evil. This is the evil. This is you. You've been one with that. You need a little light, and that little light will give you more light, and you start to overcome it. And so when opportunity comes to face evil, face it. Even if you don't tell anybody about it, face it, especially within yourself. Don't try to prove anything to anyone. Don't try to, um, don't play brave or anything, but just face it, and you will overcome it. You will overcome it. For example, if I call on one of you guys or ladies to come up here and do the talk right now, uh, I remember one, one time a guy said if I had called on him, he was going to leave. He would get, he'd get up and walk out. But you don't get up and walk out. You get up and shake your booth and do it anyway. You just face it anyway and, and evil will tell you well what about what the people gonna think about you while you're up there looking stupid talking right but you won't be looking silly talking and if you didn't have an opinion about it you didn't listen to that you'd get up and do it i remember when i first started bond or when it was started through me i had no idea what i was doing really i had zero idea and that and a couple of meetings, especially the first meeting, and even the second one, maybe even the third one, and maybe the fourth one, I made a promise to myself: I'm, I'm not going back. I ain't doing no meeting, because the, the, the thought would tell me how bad it was, and what the people were thinking about it, and I didn't know it because at the time I knew no one, I didn't know anybody, and so a bunch of people came and I didn't know them, and so. I couldn't wait to get out of the parking lot. I couldn't wait to get away from the crowd because the mind was telling me all these crazy things. They all like you. That wasn't no good, blah, 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 right? And I'm believing them and shaking in my boots. But I faced, without even thinking about, I didn't know I was facing evil at the time either. I just knew I had no other choice but to go back and do the next meeting and the next meeting. And when I say that, the thought had me so bad that I imagined myself digging up grave. It was real neat too. And I, I had the dirt rolled back so neatly so as I walked down into the grave, I could pull the the grass over me. <laughs> and I I had imagined myself doing that. That's how devil how much the devil had me. But the next Sunday would come and I, I was back. I had no idea what was going on. But you gotta face it anyway. Face it within yourself. You gotta face the the crazy world out there. But you need to face it within yourself. Even when I started the uh, my janitorial service, the first business I had (coughs) before I started bar, I had no idea what I was doing, zero. But I just went and did it anyway. Did what was in front of me, and it worked out. seven full-time employees after a while, and I quit my day job because I could take care of myself with my own business, and one thing led to another. Inside of yourself, you got to face it. And I I recommend that you don't call it good or bad because if you call it good or bad, you put an identity to it. You are identifying with it. And Satan tempt you to put a, a title on it. Call this bad. Call this good. Call this right. Call this wrong. And you, it's like you're living in, a, in time rather than present where God is. But if you resist the temptation to put a title to it, then you'll be free. You'll be fine. So don't call it. Don't, don't, stop putting titles on yourself. You are none of the titles until you believe it. And that's what the world wants you to do. And that's what the devil wants you to do. You're not an alcoholic. You're just running from. You're dealing with evil and don't know how. You're running from evil rather than facing it. You're talking about living in
9: the world instead of of
10: the world. Hold on, Hold
0: on one oh, minute. I'm sorry. Yeah, this
1: whole mic. yeah. <laughs> you're talking about living, living in the world instead of of the world. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and the more you do it, because it, inside of us there's a kingdom of heaven. And the more you do it, just do it anyway. No matter what's happening out there, you're overcoming. And for a minute, it doesn't feel like you're overcoming. But you are overcoming it by just quietly going through it and dealing with it. And because a lot of stuff I'm telling you now is what I've discovered as a result of being committed to overcoming. I want to overcome to see what that light, because I believe it's better than the life you have when you're living in hell. So you find yourself in the world, but not affected by the world. You're going to live from the real world from within, and not the fake world without, because the world outside of us is an illusion, illusional hell, It's not real.
1: Yeah, this is temporary. Yeah. This it's a temporary place in, until you know we have an eternal life in heaven. Uh, if it's a fallen world. I mean that since Adam and Eve. So,
0: and you could start that et- inter- eternal life. Why you live? You don't have to wait until you die. Right. You can have eternal life right here on earth while you're living.
1: Right. The peace is the big thing. It's, it starts starts there. I mean, eternally, you have to have the peace. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Because you have to control your emotions and everything. You know, anything you o- do.
0: You control them by overcoming them. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yes, sir. And then I have another question for you. Amazing question. I was going to use it for the next biblical question, but I, I'm like, maybe we'll get into this today because it's so helpful.
5: Yes.
6: So I, I know a little bit about fear because, uh, you know, when I was younger, I was a coward and I would back down. I would back down from physical fights and I would, you know, where I would actually get hurt and I would be afraid to fight. Even though I needed to fight, I should have fight, fight the neighbors, the kids, you know, the kids next door but bigger sometimes and older. you have to
0: defend yourself so I'm not talking about that kind of a, that's I'm not kind talking of talking about that kind of a fear where you have to defend yourself
6: so that kind of fear extended to the other kind of fears being afraid of things and people places and attitudes and so that fear grew from there There was I wasn't able to really deal you know deal with it my father wasn't there to tell me hey you need to fight even though he was a fighter he was a, both physical and mental. He was strong in that way, but he didn't have it to, t- to teach me, hey, you need to be able to fight. If you get a bloody nose, get a bloody nose. You're, gonna, you're not going to die. And so, anyways, um, fear is just another emotion. You feel hot. You feel cold. You feel angry. You feel mad. You feel happy. It's just another emotion. Everybody experienced it. Christ experienced it. And he overcame it. The only person that does not have fear, um, has no fear at all is somebody like Christ or an older person, or a small child, a small child, not afraid of being embarrassed, not afraid.: well, The of being,
0: reason every human being has not because we're all born in sin. Yeah. We're, we're coming through the woman and then coming into a crazy family. Because all the fa- every family screwed up, and so that's passed down to us. We become like what we hate. So every human being on earth is experiencing exactly what you're experiencing. That you're kind not of- alone at all in that. Every human being, from the richest to the poorest, from the blackest to the whitest, from the Japanese, Chinese, oh, to the Mexican. Every human being going, when you're out and about and you're looking at people, just know they're going through hell on the inside. Everybody, your mama, your daddy, your sister, your brothers, your aunts, your cousins, your senoritas, your, uh, your, the bombs on the streets. Every human being got this thing in them. And they, most people are not dealing with it, they're trying to run from it. By doing crazy stuff, but every human being deal with it. Not one. Even your mama. I'm and, telling you. Because, just think about it. God said that we are all born in sin. We are all born in hell. We all become angry because we were born to a crazy family. That's what it means to be born in sin. They, they corrupt you. They change your nature. Your nature, your natural nature to an abnormal nature. And that's what we spend the rest of our life trying to overcome.
6: And it's visible, too. You know, you, you can see somebody that has fear, even though they try to hide it. You can sense they have fear. Yeah. Even though they try to cover it with different things, uh, even, even physical, but you sense that they're Once afraid. you see
0: it in yourself, you, you can, can see, see it, it in it.
6: others. You can see it in others.
0: And they don't even know you're seeing it, but you know. And you that's what prevents you from hating them, too. You don't get angry at them because you know they can't help it. You deal with it, but you don't get angry at them. Well, you're absolutely right. You can definitely see it in others. But before, you couldn't see it because you didn't see it in yourself. Once you see it in yourself, and that's your protection. That's how God protects us by allowing us to see what's going on. You're right about that, man. Absolutely. So... Because of time, I want to ask this. Have you ever heard, um, I may be saying it wrong, yield not to temptation or resist temptation or something like that? You ever heard that? How does it go, Raymond?
7: Lead us not. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. That's part of the Lord's Prayer. What
0: does that mean to... Uh, lead me not into temptation or resist temptation.
7: Be aware, uh, aware of the e- uh, evil within In our, ask your father to help you become aware of the evil within and, and help him to guide you from it.
0: Help him to guide you. Okay. Interesting. Have you heard that before? Lead me away from temptation?
11: I, I have. Uh...
0: Have you ever thought about, what does that mean? This is why I love knowing yourself. Because once you get a little taste of what that all about, you ask more questions. And answers will come. Real answers, true answers will come. So what do, what do you think that mean? Lead me not into temptation.
11: I mean, people can be tempted by a lot of bad things in life. You just have to...
0: What is temptation?
11: There's a lot of that. Was
0: going to be next week' biblical question, but
11: I mean, there's there's drugs, alcohol, sex. uh, What else? Uh, Just uh, a lot of bad habits. And
0: why do you call those things temptation?
11: Because people can fall into those so easily, right? Uh You know, it's like okay, my, my my friends just invited me for drinks after work. I'm just going to have one. No, I'm just going to have four now. No, maybe five. <laughs> or my friends doing, you know what? And they
0: say you know you drive home drunk, run into somebody's house and burn it down. Well, no,
11: we got Uber now, so we don't do that. Uh. Or we have Lyft, so we don't, <laughs> nobody does that. Unless I more, wonder why unless that woman did
0: take Lyft home. Okay.
11: And then, uh, I mean, getting involved with bad relationships is another one. You know, you're seeing this girl and she goes, wow, she's pretty. But she's messed up. Holy cow! And then all of a sudden you're going, oh, "Okay, well she's pretty. I'll overlook her faults." And then you get involved, and it was like, "Oh my goodness, it wasn't worth it."
0: And so, how do you know those things are temptation? Who told you that that's what temptation is?
11: Temptation is bad things. Who told you that? That's just what normal logic.
0: And so, how about good things? <laughs> normal? How about are good things? Temptation as well?
11: I guess it could be temptations, but, you know, I mean, you can overeat and then become fat, you know, or obese, and then you can, over- whatever, that's a good thing, but, I mean, not a good thing, but, you know, I mean, temptation? you can overeat if you want, that could be a, a one of the problems that, of a good thing, uh, you could overexercise, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you have permanent injuries, I have injury to my ACL, injury to my knee, and it's like, oh, I have tendonitis in my shoulder, because I overdid exercise. So it's like, you know, you have to strike a moderate balance in things. Because overdoing the good things and overdoing the bad things can get you in, in pure hell on okay. earth. Okay.
0: And, and those things are temptations?
11: Temptations, yeah. Overdoing okay. things and in overdoing good things and overdoing bad things. Those are temptations. Okay. You can, over, you can go says, so oh, you know what, I'm going to exercise six, seven hours a week. I'm going to do high-intensity exercise. All of a sudden, got injured. I've got, like, knee problems for the next three months. You All know, right. and then you says, oh, I'm going to drink with my buddy at, at, the, at the bar. He's buying, so I don't care. So it's like, oh, my goodness. And then you have to have a hangover for the next day. It's like, oh, I sh- I don't care if he bought. I shouldn't have had that hangover. You know, and it's like, there's... And then uh, other things, well, I don't know uh, any other things, but you know, you can overdo good things and you can overdo bad things. You have to strike moderate. If you're in moderation, you'll be fine.
0: So temptation is, you're saying temptation is
11: excess of bad things and good things? Yes. Okay. Excess of good things and excess of bad things.
0: Have you ever heard uh, resist temptation? And what is temptation?
5: I think now, I think temptation is thoughts.
0: And what do you mean by that?
5: Like, it's from Satan. Like, instinctually, you know, well, some, I feel like I know, because I wasn't really taught a lot by my mom, like things like, oh, don't have sex until you're married and stuff like that. But growing up, like, I kind of instinctively knew, or I felt like I instinctively knew, things that were bad that you shouldn't do. in temptation, to me, is the thoughts that are saying, oh, it's okay, you know, it's not bad.
0: So you, th- you think temptation is a thought? Thoughts, yeah. Okay. How, how about you, have you heard resist temptation?
2: Uh, yeah.
0: You've heard it before?
2: Uh, yeah, I can't remember where I heard it, but I've heard the, the
0: same. And what, what is Temptation.
2: I would say it's like the the worldly uh, pleasantries, um, like, uh, like he was saying, whatever, the sex, the drugs, uh, whatever the world pleasantries that the world portrays as pleasantries, I think those can be overconsumed as, as temptations. And why do you think that? Uh, because I've lived through that. I've succumbed, and I still do sometimes, to my temptations. Um, but I know that's a process of overcoming it, to going through it and then seeing it and saying, okay, well, you don't identify with it. We just, you know, like how you always preach, you know, with the silent prayer. Just, it allows you to see, you know, your actions. Um, and then it is evil, I could say, because if you think about it, the temptations, like she was saying, comes from the thought and of the worldly pleasantries. We know this is Satan's, you know, domain. So I think that kind of confirms that it comes from, from evilness, from Satan. I'm sorry? It kind of confirms for me, like it comes from the evilness and, and you know, the temptations.
0: So you're saying that temptation is the worldly stuff?
2: It's like a worldly pleasantry, like um, like how you were saying, oh, let's go have a drink, uh, let's go have a couple of drinks, let's go be with different women, let's go do this, do that. Uh, I think when you overcome that, you're able to think logically and not succumb so easily to temptations of the world oh yeah
0: and who told you that
2: uh just my experiences through life going through it uh and then seeing it and then not resonate with it no more like how I used to where I'm like oh let's go have drinks and let's go talk it's like wow like you know (laughs) insane I always say it's like you're repeating the same cycle but it's like I'm expecting a different uh, result how does that work you know, I've been through that cycle already. Uh, so, going through that, not judging myself or judging others. So, have you ever
0: said the Lord's Prayer? Lead me away from temptation. Uh, no. You've never knew, you never. You don't know the Lord's Prayer? No. Really? Yeah. Were you raised Catholic? Uh,
2: somewhat Catholic, but oh. not really. Uh, it wasn't like shoved down our throat.
0: Oh, I see. It so was, you don't even know the Lord's Prayer?
2: No, like I. Our
0: Father, which I, I don't. Having- I
2: don't know anything about the Bible. I just read it here and there, and it really? kind of confirms it. Yeah.
0: Okay, interesting. Yeah. Yes,
8: sir. Yeah, I just want to touch on what uh, they they were saying, because those were good points. Um, but also, I would say, like, you know, once you have those temptations and they feel, you know, the pleasantries of the world, you know, sex and all that, if it feels good, once it feels good, you know, you kind of get those thoughts, you know, after everything is done, after you finish it, like, oh, man, that was so good, I want it again, you know. And, like, I feel like... Um, those were good points because, yeah, the thoughts. You know, if it if it if it feels good, you know, and you did it before, you know, you almost want it again, and you want it more, you know, and you want it excessively because of the <laughs> good feeling. So, so
0: what is temptation?
8: Uh, worldly, pleasurely things, I guess. Yeah.
0: And why do you say worldly pleasures? Uh,
8: I mean. I don't know, because, I don't know, I guess, like, just, you know, alcohol, you know, drugs and sex and different other things, you know, they just, those are worldly things, you know, so.
0: Oh, okay, and you said those are the temptations? Yeah. Oh, okay, amazing. Yes, sir. Are you talking about
1: the biblical reference
0: to well, the temptation? Yeah, what it says. Oh.
1: Yeah, the biblical reference is temptation.
0: Is there another reference other than the biblical one?
1: Well, I, I don't know. You didn't say specifically. Well, the biblical one is temptation is, is defined, temptation of sin. And sin is defined easily. It's basically anything that separates you from having a relationship from God. And so, so, what is temptation? It, but the biblical reference is temptation temptation is sin. And sin can be defined as anything that separates you from having a relationship from God. So like maybe God's not help. alcohol in itself, but if it's excessive and it's and it's not allowing you to have a relationship with God, that's the temptation it's talking about. Oh, You know, other than the obvious sin. So in the Bible it says anything
0: that separates you from God.
1: Yes. It, uh, temptation is sin. The Bible. And sin is anything that yeah separates you from having a relationship with God. Yes. Oh.
0: So that's in the Bible?
1: Well... Okay, I can't quote that, but, uh, you know, in the s- studies, yes, that's what I've gathered.
0: So sin is anything that separates you from God? Well, I mean, sin stems from
1: Satan, but...
0: I mean, temptation yeah. is anything that separates you from God?
1: Yeah, the temptation is referencing sin.
0: Oh, okay.
1: That that would not allow you to have, you know, uh, uh, um, a close relationship with God. Interesting, right? Okay, I mean, I I do can... remember hearing
0: that before too. Me, right. I ask you more about it because, right. when I was uh, going to church, I heard that a lot, especially out here. I didn't hear it as much in Alabama, but when I started going to church in California, I heard that more.
1: Well, the reason I, well, I, I, I studied it, it because uh, it, everyone talk about worldly things. Well, yeah, like say sports. Sports in itself isn't necessarily bad, but if it's over excessive and it's separating you from Having a relationship with God and your whole life is sports. You know, it's consuming you. Well, then that could be obviously that temptation of sin that's separating you from God. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. anything I do in life, the smallest thing, thing, is this like too much? Is this separating me from relationship with God? Any, any worldly thing, because everything is worldly. You know, material things. Are you things able especially. to
0: resist temptation? Excuse me. Are you able to resist it? Temptation.
1: Not 100% of the time, I would say. I (laughs) mean, yeah, it's tough. And it could be anything. Uh, I think this lady here mentioned uh, some whispers in your head to to do whatever. Or, you know, again, it could be material uh, um, uh, possession, a small thing, big thing, or, you know, partaking in the obvious things. Like, Have
0: you ever thought about that, what is temptation? Have you ever thought about it yeah. like during a lifetime?
1: It can be things that you're not even aware of. Oh, like, okay. you know, anything that that separates you, you know, okay. and takes you away from living, uh, uh, living, you know, in the world instead of, uh, or <laughs> living uh, of the world instead of in the world. Right.
0: Okay, you
10: thank know. you. Yes, ma'am? I don't know, I kind of think that Avoiding temptation would be anything that raises your temperature because you want to remain in equilibrium. So the higher temperature goes, the longer you're going to have a cool down. And then if you forget what got you bad at the first time, you're never going to be able to cool down and you're just going to stay in that adrenaline
0: state. And And you're saying that's what temptation is?
10: I would say for me temptation would be anything that gets my blood boiling. And raises my temperature. Because then oh, okay. my blood boils and my temperature raises and I'm going to yell at you. <laughs> All right. Thank or you. Or punch you in the face, but I'll yell at you first.
0: Okay. Nate, what is temptation?
10: The anchor maybe. Uh, hey. Um, pretty sure temptation is the voice of Satan in your head. Basically leading you down a path. And the conclusion of that path is death. Um, And it's funny. I think people people go straight to like the big things like... Uh, drugs and and sex and stuff but I think temptation is actually way more subtle and starts really early starts like when you wake up it starts when you wake up and it's in these little little things and these little whispers it could seem innocuous even like get up and go to the bathroom and it's actually it's actually leading you leading you leading you until eventually you get like too excited about whatever, Satan, whatever imagery Satan is showing you that you can't stop.
0: Okay.
10: Interesting. Yes. Yeah.
6: One, one, one thing I discovered about uh, temptation, um, I heard this uh, rabbi talk about it, and he said that uh, we can't really understand it, the way it's written, because it sounds like God is tempting you. He's going to tempt you. God's tempted me. Please don't tempt me, God. But that's not the way... Uh, this rabbi mentioned it he says it is written is lead us away from temptation is the, way, the more proper lead us away from temptation um, and and temptation is trying to tempt you know the five senses tempting with what you see and what you hear and what you feel and what you taste and the more you're in the world you're gonna, you can become subject to that and, and, and become a slave to it and, um, and it's to try to bring you out of that, and, uh, and that's what I've kind of discovered about that. on oh, the last thing.:
0: you're saying that is what now?
6: It's, it's being subject to the five senses: being tempted oh, at okay. what you see, being right. tempted by what you taste, yeah, being I, I tempted by that. what you hear. Okay And so And, and the, the last thing is Bible is not taught at all. When I was a child, I was taught. The Lord's Prayer, and there are people in this room that don't even know the, never heard of the Lord's Prayer.
0: But it is in the Bible.
6: There's a lot of things in the Bible, no, but I thought you
0: said the Bible does not teach the Lord's Prayer. I
6: Remember said when
0: the disciple asked, "How do we pray?" or something like that. Yeah. So it's in the Bible. Can, he just didn't read the Bible.
6: Can I read? Can, <laughs> can I read the Lord's Prayer? No. Okay.
0: Anyways. Thank you. Right. um He he he'll, he'll find it. He's the only one. You, everybody else, know the Lord' prayer, right? Yeah, just let him suffer. Um, because of time, I, I can't get into it right now. Yes, sir. What's the question? Oh, what is temptation?
3: The imagination.
0: And why do you say that?
3: Because the imagination is the symptoms of. The sin. What do you mean by that? Like symptoms of the evil. What do you mean by that? Well, how it says to lead us not into temptation. will go into the imagination, but the second part, deliver us from evil. When we pray without ceasing, that's the deliverance okay. from the imagination. To have the sound mind and to come out of the thoughts, like you say. Interesting. Okay.
0: What got me to thinking about this is um, in the Bible it says that, and it says that um, the sin is, and, and I'm paraphrasing, the sin is not the act itself. The sin is not the drugs or the out of wedlock sex or sex before marriage or any of stuff. That's not the sin. You do those things as a result of sinning. And the real sin is when you are taken away from consciousness, when you go unconscious, when the devil tempts you uh, to have fear or or whatever you have, whatever you do. So the, it says that the sin is committed in the mind. And the thing was committed the other way. But human beings have named all those other things that. And I've noticed, so God said that sin is of the mind. It's committed in the thoughts. And so when you believe the devil about anything, that's where it starts. Because what I've noticed is that the more you overcome believing the temptations of the thoughts, you're not going to do those other things. You just won't do them because you resist the devil and he flees from you where you don't get into the thoughts. And and whenever you get into the thoughts, you start naming things. Oh, I'm bad, or I'm good, or I'm happy, or I'm sad, or I'm down, or I'm up, right? But it's because you believe that, and you've gone unconscious. And that's why as long as you stay present and stay conscious, you will have no issues at all, zero issues. And that's another way I'm telling you to stop laboring yourself. You're not an alcoholic. You're not a drug addict. You're not these things that the world, these titles that the world is giving you. Uh, but when you accept those as who you are, that's what you start to believe. Then you believe that you can't overcome it. So now you need a therapist or you need a, somebody to helped you overcome it. And those people can't help you. They have no idea. You're none of those things. And so you're up and down, up and down because you've named them. But if you resist, and you will if you stay with the silent prayer and just watch. If you are committed to overcoming, whatever that is, don't even say committed to God because you really don't know God yet you know about God, but you have no idea who God is, zero. The intellect doesn't know who God is. And so, but the intellect will have you say, well, I'm committed to God, and, and you're not. Because the intellect can't even understand God either. You will, you will come to know God as you're overcoming the darkness of the imagination, the devil. And just think about it. It's so easy for the intellect to pick up on information and make you think that it's from God or make you think that you know the truth and you really don't. The sin is of the mind, is of the thought. And so you have to resist that so you can stay present. All thoughts are all lies all the time about anything. It really is. It's so up the thought. The Bible said it, but it's so I've it. read it in the Bible. i heard preachers preach about it, but they didn't know what they were talking about either. They still say the sin is the act itself. The act is not the sin. Even in the Bible, it doesn't say the act is the sin. It says the thought. That's what puts you into darkness. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you meaning resist thoughts and the devil will flee. The ego will die and everything. You, can't, you will overcome the ego. You will be willing to endure the death of the ego as long as you don't get into thinking about it. Oh, I feel so bad. I feel so good. Up here you feel good. Down here you're feeling bad. Up here you're feeling good. Down here. You got to drop all ideas you've been lied to. The intellect is your enemy, not your friend. Any disagreement about that?
4: Yes, sir. Just uh, it doesn't. Uh, how do you call it a sin if you didn't act upon it, though? So what now? You you're saying that the sin is uh, the thought of it. Yes. Even though you don't take any action, on then it. it won't.
0: If you don't hold, if you don't give in to the the temptation when it comes, the devil is tempting you to judge yourself. Or to judge others. If you don't do it, you have not sinned. But when you believe the devil, then you're sinning.
4: So you can think about sin all you want as long as you don't do it.
0: But you won't even think about it. When you're resisting thought, you're not, having, you're not thinking those things. Let's say the devil come and he wants to make you think about that pretty woman you saw last night at the bar. But if you let that pass, you're not thinking it, so you're not committed any sin. It's only if you hold on to it and give into it that way. That's where the sin is. It's in the mind, it's not the at itself.
4: Right. So you could hold on to it for a couple of days.
0: No, do not hold on to <laughs> it. <laughs> you have to practice resisting that at all times. Don't hold on to it at all. Yes.
4: Just being angry.
0: Oh, yeah.
4: I'll come back to you. That was
0: my question. Okay. Yeah, I'll come back to you. So you're saying, do you understand you can't hold on to it at all? Because when you do, you're worshiping the devil. Yeah. So if you hold on to it for a few, you saw this pretty woman at the bar, and you just think about it for the next week or so, you're giving in to the devil. You're sinning.
4: But even though you're not going to see that woman again, so what? You you won't see that, that right?
0: But you you hold on to the image of her. Do you know? You understand if when the thought comes, oh, well, that's a pretty lady. Let it go. Don't hold on to it. You don't need to dwell on it. Cause it's Satan tells you that's a pretty woman, and you're like, yeah. I wonder what would happen. Will she be back here tomorrow night? Or should I hit on her now?
4: (laughs) Yeah, that's something uh, I grew up with, uh, a Catholic. Uh, Like, you have to repent and, uh, you know, say your confessions to the priest. Like, even bad thoughts, even though.
0: No. The only time we have to repent is when we go and forgive for playing God and then he'll start bringing you out so these things that we're talking about now, they'll become clear. you start to understand what temptation really is. Even though it's even said it, it's in the thoughts. Temptation, sin is of the mind, not the action. But the churches will tell you it, the actions are the sin, and now you grow up feeling guilty about the actions that you carry out and not paying attention to the thoughts. But, even though the Bible says it's of the mind, it's of the thoughts. Okay,
4: so are there any consequences to just holding on to those thoughts?
0: Are there any consequences? Yeah, yeah, you suffer.
4: With the uh, like, let's say, it, I, it builds fu-
0: your ego, and you suffer. <laughs> but not okay. It's enough to see a pretty woman and let it go. You don't need to. Hold, what you hold on to for? She gone you I never see you again. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> yes, sir.
1: Oh, I was, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, just, no uh, no. Was, it's you're also including just the thought of being angry as well, like you're just sitting there, and you're just angry just sitting there. That would be that's I'll, the sin right. the
0: sin is in the imagination let's say that someone makes you angry Right. and you don't let it go you hold on to it right. you start next time I see that person I'm going to kill them or I'm going to say this and I'm going to say that and then you carry out the action if you see them again or you take it out on someone else but if you had resisted that thought it wouldn't matter at all it would have no meaning but only when you dwell on it do you carry the act out.
1: So So more like dwelling versus just the thought. More dwelling versus just the thought.
0: Just don't even hold on to it. Don't hold on to any thoughts at all about anything. Right. Because that's when you're sinning. And I want to make that clear too because I hear a lot of people think that the act itself is to sin. And so they're judging themselves based on their action. And they're not paying attention to wh- why they did it. How did I get this way? Where did this come from? It comes from you resenting. It comes from you dwelling on. It comes from you holding on and going unconscious. Because when you hold on to thoughts, you go unconscious. You're now in darkness and you carry out crazy acts. But if you never listen to a thought at all, except for practical thoughts, I got to go get some groceries. I'm going to stop by the gas station, put some gas in the car. Once you do that, that's done, right? But if you never held on to any thoughts, you let, oh, resist the devil he'll flee, you would never have to apologize to God about anything. You would never feel guilty. Because you can't carry the act down if you don't have the thoughts. that makes sense? What do you think about that? And I, and I, I want you to, to know this because I want to encourage you. You got to learn to be still. If it takes a hundred years, to get wisdom you got to be committed you got to be committed okay
9: no it's true you really do have to pay attention to yourself because even with me i do find myself holding on to the good thoughts i've mentioned that in church once before and when you hold on to those things you're losing consciousness you're not paying attention to what actually is truly happening yeah and if you're not aware of what's happening in the present moment that's when the mess really does happen and so you have to be aware of that really
0: Be aware of the devil and resist him. If you resisted the devil, you would never have these issues going on inside of you. You would never be angry. You would never hold anything against anyone, including yourself. You would never call yourself good or bad. Because in all honesty, you'd be living in the present instead of the future, so you wouldn't be calling yourself good or bad. You would have no opinion of self at all you want to have to go to the priest and open up a little dark barking. and don't know who it is and tell him all your business telling the priest your business don't solve a problem and the priest go and have lunch and like oh lord heard some mess today <laughs> even the pope is suffering from what we all go through the pope had to say the pope is tick why do you think the pope is tick ain't no love in that beautiful white gown but he tin every human being on earth God said we all sin right so that means that we all got to go through something in order to return to the father but the sin it says in the scriptures the sin is of the thoughts resist the thought you can resist the sin and you don't want to dwell on it for a moment because that's the devil have you dwelling And he was was like, oh, it's okay. Think about it for one day. And then you wake up the next day and it's stronger. Then you go back to the club looking for the woman. And she doesn't show up on that night. And so you go back the night that you saw her. Oh, I saw her on a Tuesday night. (laughs) And every Tuesday you end up at that club looking for that woman. And she's back over in Hawaii somewhere. (laughs) Have you noticed that? It, you will do it, yes, ma'am. That's it. Oh, okay. Does this help at all? This make sense? What do you think? this helped at all? That it's not the action, even though preachers say it's the it's the they name off all these sins, right? And now you're judging yourself for the action and not paying attention to how did I get into the action, what brought me here. Instead of looking at that, you're looking at the action. And you're just judging. Now you're getting into more action. You're doing more and more stuff. And then you're judging that. What do you think about that? That is not those things that they say is in the mind.
1: Well, yeah, it starts inside. I mean, clearly there's a root. Speak
0: up a little bit for me. Oh, for oh
1: clearly there's a root of where it starts. And then the ac- Then there's the action. So There's a yeah. root for what? There's a root a root to where it starts yes. before the actual
0: action. Absolutely. It's the thought. You know, that's why says, to, I'm not even making it up. Yeah it's said in the Bible the sin is of the mind not of the action but the world tells you it's of the action look at everybody they, all the sinners judge everybody actions
1: right that's why I was saying the anger thing is big because it, without the anger you think with a clear mind right. and then the action never happens which is you know if you have a clear mind negative. you'll
0: never get angry right no matter what happens mm-hmm. absolutely so it's up let's see your hand Yes.
2: Um, so basically, what you're saying is if we live in the present moment and don't listen to our thoughts, that means we cannot commit any sins.
0: And you can prove me wrong with this. Absolutely. Right. Because if you're not, if you're not giving into to the temptation of the thoughts, there's no sin. The sin is up here, not the action itself, right? And, and so... If you're not getting, you would never get angry. You would never have doubt. You would never have fear. The only way you have doubt is that you believe the thought. Oh, when you go over there, this is going to happen. And now you're afraid to even deal with it. But if you never listen to the thought, you would never have fear about it.
2: Yeah, like that example. It's like if you're living in the present, you're not even thinking about that stuff. That's You right. just deal with it when it arises. When it arises. it might not even arrive.
0: Not and, It won't, most and, of the time it won't.
2: And you're just imagining and you're just playing these games on yourself, digging your doubt deeper and deeper. Which Absolutely. We've all been there. I've been
0: there. Whether it's facing your boss, going to work or starting a business or anything, if you don't give it to the thought, you will n- you'll always be fine. You will live in the present and it will be paradise on earth. So it's not the action, folks. It's in the thoughts. It's in the mind. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. I'm telling you, practice being aware of those thoughts. The thought made you make phone calls to folks that you don't even want to talk to. And you wonder, later, why did I call? That was a boring conversation. But the thought like, oh, you need to call Mary Lou. You haven't spoken to Mary Lou in a while. And you call Mary, it's like what you were saying about your, your co-worker last Sunday, you, you gave into that, and now you regret doing it. But had you not listened to the thought, you would never have an issue with your coworker.
11: Yes, but it's, jeez. Uh, well, uh, at work, you always have to deal with office politics, and that's the toughest part. You don't have
0: part. to. <clears throat> if you didn't give into the thoughts of office politics, you just go there and do your job and that stuff will just pass by you.
11: So just ignore the office politics. Yes. Just pretend it doesn't exist.
0: Not pretend. You can hear hear other folks out there doing it. Just don't be a part of it.
11: Okay. So, don't
0: let the devil make you get involved in it.
11: What if somebody has a satanic heart at work? That's their heart and not yours. What if that satanic person at work has, just rubs you the wrong has this magnetic attraction to you. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, you're so satanic. Get away from me. Right. But
0: if you were not in thoughts, you'd be able to deal with that perfectly.
11: If I was what?
0: If you were in your head about the satanic person, you would be able to deal with that in a perfect way. You would be able to resist it and wouldn't be bothered by it at all because it's in her and not you.
11: Okay, and but way, I mean, my be, workplace as is... As you
0: were saying, you'd be in the world, but not of it.
11: Yeah, my, my workplace is a big place. I mean, probably double the size of this room or triple the size. And that this person keeps gravitating toward me, and I'm just like... Oh Would you gosh. say I don't want to be bothered? It's just like, leave me alone. I you get say a, that in your head? No, I, I say that in my head. I don't say it personally. I just say, listen, but co-worker... she doesn't
0: hear you saying it in your head. Sorry, what's that? She doesn't hear you saying that when you're just thinking about it in your head. <laughs> you're talking to the devil. You argue with the devil about the devil. Why not just say, I don't, want to, I don't want to talk about it? That's all you have to say. You can say it out loud. I don't want to talk about it. Because she doesn't hear you in your head. What the?
11: Oh, me, and my coworker, just like say, uh, I, rather, don't want, I, I don't want to talk. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the best way, because she's absolutely satanic.
0: But that's her problem, not yours. Don't make it your problem.
11: Magnetic attraction, unfortunately. <laughs> she wants to be in my six-foot circle. I was goes, get away from me. My God.
0: But you're saying that in your head
11: and not to her. You're right. I'm saying it in my head. You're talking to the devil. Yeah, I'm saying it in my head. So I should just say, be direct with her. Yeah. Right, you know, it's like, you know what? Absolutely. You're- you're 39 years old. You're not that hot.
0: You don't need, you don't need to say all that either.
11: Just oh, well, she is, but, you know, <laughs> she, she thinks she is. You know, it's like. But that's on her, though.
0: That's not your. It's like, interest. you know, it's like. Don't judge her.
11: It's like, I'm not attracted to you, so get away from me.
0: I know. I got to end, but don't judge her. You're judging her when you're worshiping the devil, and the devil making you mad at her, and that way you're not going to deal with her in a perfect way.
11: you in your head. I just want to do my job.
0: Right. Just say
11: that. I just want to do my job. All right. Get away from me. Give
0: that a try and see what happens. Just say, I don't want to talk.
11: I don't want to talk. Yeah. That's a good one. I might say that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, right. yeah. It's like, wow. It's just, I want to do my job and LMA. Leave me alone.
0: It's okay to be a man. Just say that.
11: Yeah. Okay.
2: Perfect.
0: <laughs> Amazing. Something so simple, huh? But he said all this stuff in his head, and worshiping the devil, and the devil and her is happy that you're doing that. Two devils sitting there together. Alright? Two devils sitting there together. Alright, I hope that this was helpful today. It's of the mind. Temptation is of the mind. And I started to hold it off for a biblical question, but I know that so many people need to know that because you've allowed the world to give you all these words and titles and now you're calling yourself that and you're tripping over the act itself and not what's really happening in the thoughts. The act is not the problem, it's the thought that's the problem. Resist the devil by resisting the thoughts. Just watch them go, go by. You just be the watcher. Be still and watch and be committed. You know what? I'm committed. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm committed to see what's going to happen. I'm going through this. And let it happen. Don't say, oh, I'm committed to the Lord. You ain't. When you say that, that means you're not. Because you don't know God yet. You know about him, but you don't know God. Because if you knew God, you wouldn't be having the issues. You wouldn't be one with the devil already. So the fact that you're in thought is saying that you don't know God. And God does not operate and think the way the intellect thinks and operate at all. The intellect is the enemy of God, all right? And all your ideas come from the devil, so you're the enemy of God as well because you to the devil. You got, oh, last thing, when the ego is dying, all the ideas that you have about God, about yourself, about others will disappear, and you will just be. It's going to blow your mind. Your whole thing going to change. Everything about you will change, but you can't change it. Just be committed. Do the silent prayer. Watch the thoughts without opinion. Don't call them good or bad. Up here, it's not good. Down here, it's not good. Don't give it a title. Just watch it, and you'll be fine. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to, um, if you need counsel, we have the best counseling service on this side of heaven. You can go to the re- uh, rebuildingthemand.com or call 800-411-BOND, 800-411-2663 for counseling, any other announcement yet?
10: there? might be a women's forum this week. Oh, you yeah, also we'll might let you
0: know, because we're not sure, ladies. We may not have it this week, but we'll let you know. We're, I'll, I'll mention it on the radio. We'll send an email out or something. All right? Stay, become your own man, own woman. You will not regret it. And, ladies, you can't rely on the man to get you to God. That ain't going to happen no more. You go and forgive forgive so God can forgive you. He'll bring you back to him as well. Even if you are married, a lot of husbands are not guiding their wives in the right way. They're not a good example. So ladies, don't resent your husband. You'll be fine. All right. Thank you all so much. I hope this was helpful. And thank you all. Nice fellowship today. Very nice.